to forming the the, the shalom bow does take a lot of skill. Right. It does look very simple, but when you break it down to part by part, it actually takes a lot of effort and skill to master it. Right? Which is, I'm very excited to be able to learn. <laughs> Dirty Linen's summer series rolls on with a very exciting guest. Today, we're hearing from Frank Pham, otherwise known as Culinary Frank on YouTube, where his ASMR cooking videos have hundreds of thousands of fans. And Frank, I have to say, I actually think I understood ASMR properly for the first time through watching you chop and stir and slide pans around. Um, I really love your cooking videos and yeah, your whole aesthetic and vibe and your food also looks so delicious. Welcome to Dirty Linen. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today. Uh, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. We've been talking to lots of interesting people about some of their favorite meals, and I am super curious to know what you've got for us. Yes. Uh, so one of my first uh, kind of Melbourne impression was um, a, when I first traveled here was um, probably three years ago before I was living in Queensland. So I traveled to Melbourne for traveling and uh, to meet up with friends. Um, so on the day I arrived to Melbourne, I was kind of lost. Like, was, and I was very hungry as well. Um, I was looking for a ramen shop, but somehow my Google doesn't really work. Um, so I couldn't locate it. And it took me and my wife probably like half an hour just walking back and forth on the street and we have no idea where we were. Um, and at the point when we I actually able to find the restaurant and it was actually closed. Um, so we was like, oh my God, we were so hungry. What should we eat now? And without knowing, we actually walking down to Little Book Street, um, the China, China uh, town. Um, and we passed by Shanghai Street. And it actually really caught my eye of the uh, the window that where all the dumpling chef was standing and making all the dumpling freshly, and I was it looked so inc uh, very interested and then I I feel like um, this this could be a good place and and it's looked quite crowded as well, so like we we decided to come in and like we couldn't be more happier without decide uh, without decision, because um the the food was really amazing, uh, we had. I still can remember we had like a shalom bao with crab and meat filling. Um, the skin of the shalom bao was very thin, so like, and it's like it's not too thick as well. And the the broth coming out was very clear and very flavorful. We also had some prawn dumpling, uh, prawn wonton with a uh, peanut butter sauce, which was very interesting for me because I never taste something like that, like a little bit spicy, prawny, and then like the peanut butter really bring everything together and the last thing we had was the Shanghai noodles I, I, as I can remember it was the stir fry noodle but was made really well like with Chinese food I was looking for especially the stir fry like uh, stir fry noodles or fried rice I always looking for this um, in in the kitchen we call it wok hei, which is like a, a prep of the work when you cook the food on high flame and it's caught on the smoky flavor which is very important and and the noodles got it and which I, I make me very very happy about it and we and from then we keep um every once in a while we keep coming back to Shanghai Street to enjoy the same meal wow i love it i'm so 
happy that the ramen place was closed <laughs> and you, you got to have that great experience. It is really an iconic Melbourne uh, restaurant and there's a few branches around the place, but I think that Little Burke Street one, the Chinatown one, is, is pretty iconic. There's usually a queue outside and, as you say, you can look through the window and see those incredibly skilled chefs um, forming the dumplings. And, yeah, I mean, uh, all those dishes I've also had there and also really love. Um, and I, I think those dumplings with the with the peanut butter and the chilli oil, that is such an incredible combination, especially when you try it for the first time. It's just, um, yeah, the sweetness of the prawns and that sort of richness of the of the peanut paste, but then the it's that sort of, I guess, complementary richness and heat of the chilli is so, it's so enticing. Yes, I really love that dish. It's the first time it changed my mind a lot. <laughs> yeah. And have you ever tried to make Xiaolong Bao with the, you know, forming them with the, the fat, the fatty filling that then some of it goes to soup when they're cooked? Yes, I did. But that was back when I was, um, I was still studying culin- in culinary school. And um, because after graduate, my major was, I was more into uh, Western cuisine. But uh, recently, I, I'm going back to Asian, so I, I'm working with uh, Spy Tempo now. So I, I will slowly get to learn all the dumpling back, so which is really getting me exciting right now. Ah, oh, that's incredible that you're working at Spice Temple. I wonder, it'll be so interesting to see, well, if there are some of those regional Chinese influences coming to your videos as well. Yes, I, I really hope so. I'm learning a lot from them right now, and every day going to work, a really exciting day. I think the ASMR of um, Xiaolong Bao could be very cool too. Yes, that 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 is something that I really want to master as well. Like with, because it's, it's take a lot of technique to do that. Like the skin have to be on the right consistency. Like it should be thin, but not too thin. And then your your broth, like you have to make it very quickly. So the heat from your hand could melt, start melting the um, the gelatin, the, the the broth cube that they put oh. in the meat. So you have to be very quick. If not, the heat from your hand will start melting it, and it's it's just ruined the whole texture thing. So this is it actually take a lot of and and also the bleeding as well when to forming the the, the shallow powders take a lot of skill. It does look very simple, but when you break it down to part by part, it actually take a lot of effort and skill to master it. And which is I'm very excited to be able to learn. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I've tried to make them and let's just say you you just don't want to see the results. <laughs> they still taste good, but yeah, yes. not very elegant. Okay, Frank, amazing first fave. What else have you got for me? Um, my second one was actually something I recently created uh, on the channel was the sort of uh, ramen inspired. I, I'm a big noodles and ramen fan, <laughs> and uh, a lot of I also got a lot of requested on a ramen recipe. So, but to do a very traditional ramen uh, recipes is take a lot of effort and a lot of hours, which is not very not very um, approachable to a lot of my viewers. So I have to come up with a much more simpler and like without sacrifice the the flavor. So um, this is was kind of an accident. Um, so I was making a prone uh, prone oil from my previous videos, and I have a lot of these uh, like prone head and prone shell scrap from the oil, and which is I think there's still a lot of flavor in them. 
and I just happened to got some chicken bone in my fridge. So I was thinking, oh, maybe I should make a broth from of out of this. So I start like cooking up my chicken bone and then add in the the prawn heads and shell and then add the uh, the stock and then start bring everything to the boil. And as I taste it, I taste actually a lot of umami going to it, and I was very surprised. And as the broth boiling, it start to get a little bit milky as well. And then I um, got kind of like a hint from my viewer. Uh, one of my viewers, she was living in Japan. She said there's a um, soy milk in Japan that which go really well with the broth. So I actually got one of them from our local Asian market, and I um, kind of tasting and test and then put it in and try to see how it's work. And it actually came out very very good. And I was very surprised with like how good the the soy milk actually bring the broth together. Like the broth itself is good, but then it's kind of missing that richness right? and that creaminess that you usually see from a uh, like a tonkotsu ramen broth. So this is kind of like a cheat cheat way, but it's actually a really good cheat way <laughs> that I thought. And so, <laughs> we all need those good cheats. Yeah, and and it's, it's reduced the amount of cooking time significantly. Um, it tastes different because tonkotsu usually make from pork, but then with the chicken and the prawn, it's actually make a, a very lighter broth, but then by adding the soy milk in, it actually bring out a lot of richness, a lot of milky texture to the broth and uh, like a body to it, which is really good. And so I just create a recipe based on that and make like to um, make the chicken flavor even more stronger. I make a like a chicken roller to go with it. So make it like uh, instead of like a pork shashu, I just make like with a chicken and then some soft boiled egg. And it was really good. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it sounds so good. Because, yeah, as much as you think, you know, yeah, I'm going to make ramen at home, it's like boiling pork bones for a day or a day or two is just like not very realistic. It actually, it makes me think of the way that, you know, some Italians add a little bit of milk to the bolognese. And again, it's to sort of, it's a little, yeah, it's like a nonna hack. And uh, it, it also brings out that richness and sort of somehow melds the flavours. There must be something about the the proteins that kind of I don't know have a little love affair as they cook and um, create a bit of extra richness. That's really interesting. I never actually had milk to bolognese, but I, I'll probably try it now. <laughs> yeah, well, one of my Italian friends, you know, that's what her mum always did, and um, yeah, she passed that one on to me. And I, I, I've I've seen yeah various recipes, and and sometimes sometimes people are like, "Yep, you, you add a bit of milk," and other people are like, "You never add milk. What are you talking about?" <laughs> so, but that's that's why we love cooking, right? It's like yes, yes. There's, there's it's, it's just a thin boundary. Like it's, it's, it's up to you. That's what I love about cooking too. Is it's uh, the creativity and like pushing the boundary and you know explore more. And you never know. It's it's things always work together. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting and also so fascinating to find those cross cultural kind of connections with with food. Yes. Um. All right, Frank. What's number three? Uh, number three was, um, probably last year, Christmas. Uh, it was my first Christmas in Melbourne and we were lucky that we was not in lockdown. <laughs> uh, and, and it, it was such a memorable time because 
you know, during lockdown, it was really like apart from your family, apart from your friends. And most of my family live in Sydney. So to to be a, to tra- for them to travel to Melbourne at that time was quite impossible. But uh, we were able to meet up with some friends. So um, it was my first it was my first time to decorate a Christmas tree as well. And then my my wife she wrap up all the presents, and then we invited some friends, close friend over, and we start exchanging gifts and cook up like a just a simple meal. Um, we make. It's my first time making a beef Wellington. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I was. It was really excited to do. Like it was with a lot. I know it's a, like a lot of ingredients, a lot of things to do, and then I I have to watch uh, Gordon Ramsay how he do it, and I start to me making. Um, but everything turns out was pretty fine. It was good, and um, I didn't overcook the beef, which is really good. <laughs> um, but I got impatient. Because uh, I don't know, like, oh, should I cut it now? Like, should I let it more? Yeah, let it rest a little bit more. But then I, I, I got a little bit impatient at the end, so I cut it. Uh, I think a bit too soon, and then the the kind of some of the juice started coming out, and it started kind of wet the pastry a little bit. Um, but in the end of the day, it was it was still very good. Uh, so we just had like a a beef Wellington with a, a cheese board, and a simple salad. And some drinks, and it was really good. Like uh, after a long time being locked down, you're able to be connected again, make you feel a lot of warmth and, and like, yeah, just feel a lot of emotion during that dinner. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. I mean, you know, people say that when you're having you know, people over, you shouldn't make something for the first time, especially something that takes a bit of construction, like a beef wellington where you've got the beef fillet in the middle and then you've got the mushroom duck cell around and then pastry around as well. But I reckon I'm like you, like I will go, I will try something new and a little bit daring when people are coming over because when else are you going to put the time in and yeah, I guess feel that inspiration and yeah, like maybe you think, okay, maybe I should, should have rested a bit longer or whatever it is. But I think um, people really appreciate it and it's fun and it's exciting and it becomes part of the occasion. Yeah. I think it's, it was really fun and definitely with, I think with that kid would love it because they got to work with a pastry a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's like we, we shared a moment. We were both learned from there and then, it's like I think it's kind of build up a even more stronger connection with our friends, and it's just a very enjoyable time. Even like some something went wrong, but it's something for we to learn, uh, to, uh, like to get experience from. Like you said, it was, it was really good. I love it. Oh, so beautiful. Um, oh, Frank, I really, I really want to have you back on the show uh, and talk more about all the other things that you do and also, yeah, just check in with you about Spice Temple and how that's all going. But for now, it's just been so wonderful to have you talking about some of your favourite meals. It's been really special. I feel like I've been with you at, at three different dinners. So thanks for having me along for the ride. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta 
at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is